Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Maria Gracia Santiana Lenares, a Forbes reporter, here to tell us about NFTs making a corporate comeback. Thank you so much for joining me today, Maria. Thank you for having me. For sure. So Maria, could you elaborate on the shift in the NFT market from its peak in 2022 to today? Yeah, it's been, I think, certainly a very interesting two years. Um, January 2022 was when we saw like the all-time high volumes. We saw, you know, a, a peak of $26.7 billion in sales over the entire year. And it was just really the craze, right? Like when you think of NFTs and you think the pictures of monkey faces selling for multi-million dollars and you know, everyone from Jimmy Fallon to Paris Hilton kind of showcasing that and spending that money. Um, and for what a lot of people was very confusing, right? Like, why would you spend so much money on an image that I can just right click and save on my desktop? Um, that I think it embodies very much the ethos of 2022. Now, the crypto market as a whole is very different, right? Like market volume has fallen, prices has fallen. And it's also just became so like very saturated. There's a lot of profile picture collections, a lot of different just options for buyers and demand went down. And so, you know, what we've really seen in the last year, I would say 2023 was really characterized by some of the lowest lows. You know, we saw trade weekly trading volume fall from at its peak 3.2 billion in a singular week to 50 million. The market's so rebounded. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the, the market's rebounded a little bit. We're back to like 200 million trading volume a week, which is what it was January of 2023, but still, right? Like that's a significant drop um, in terms of, you know, these assets, exchanging hands. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to switch gears and talk about these major companies like Nike and how they're not really calling NFTs NFTs. They're most so referring to them as digital collectibles. Uh, how does this rebranding strategy influence consumer perception and why does Nike choose to avoid the term NFT? Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because if you take that idea of what the hype of the crypto market or the NFT boom in 2022, a lot of people, I think, just like so, were confused and kind of very antagonistic, right? Like NFTs, it just seems like a term for silly digital images that are being used and bought by the crypto bros and the tech bros and the art bros that just have a lot of like their, like capital to spend on these things. Um, but I think they got so popular that corporations really started looking at this as a viable plan. And so what you see now is kind of this meshing of like, okay, for a variety of different reasons, right? Like cryptocurrency is very like unstable; it's an unstable market. Um, there's a lot of regulatory action happening in the United States about like what tokens are considered securities or not. So there's a lot of questions. And so corporations really got into the game and saying like, okay, what is the safest way that we can do this? And it turns out that it's by simply not calling them NFTs, right? At the end of the day, an NFT is just, it, it's a non-fungible token that's being put on a blockchain. It can be anything, right? Like we talk about real world assets, like real estate deeds all the way to art to, I don't know, like really like the term NFT just signifies like a receipt. Mm -hmm. And so because they're so focused on either art or collectibles um, or just marketing, you know, memorabilia, they found that it wasn't really needed to say NFT and the term NFT actually alienated a lot of people that they could otherwise, you know, partake in this, in this like campaign um, if they were just called digital collectibles. Wow. So the term NFT, that's what's scaring everybody away, not not oh, the absolutely. actual use case of NFTs. Right. Because when you think about blockchain, right, like blockchain is a technology. It's like the underlying system, mm -hmm. kind of like HTML code or, or whatever. Right. Like people, when they hear these technical terms, I personally, you know, it's true. Like you alienate yourself. You're like, oh, that's something new. That's something that you see all the headlines. It's extremely volatile. 
so I don't want to get into it. But if I'm a loyal fan of Nike and I want to buy an image of a sneaker that I would one day like to own or just think it's really cool, I want to be able to have it on my phone at all times. Like maybe I'll spend the money to get that if it's a digital collectible, but not an NFT. Well, speaking of Nike, could you talk about their approach with the Dunk Genesis collection? I know they allowed credit card payments and they made about $7 million in sales, right? Yeah, so Nike is a very interesting, I think, case of how corporations are adapting NFTs because they actually acquired an entire NFT studio that existed Mm -hmm. by itself. It's a very smart way to tap into that like Web3 native community of people who just will buy anything because it says NFT, right? Like I would say minority of the population um, and embedded them into their virtual studios category. So then what that allowed, it's called Artifact, right? What that allowed Artifact to do is, okay, maintain its core base of Artifact fans now be introduced to all of the space of Nike consumers and get all the Nike resources to produce the actual sneakers. So that's what they did kind of in this in this last drop. They experimented with a model that kind of worked two ways. You could buy an NFT, which would then give you the rights to claim the physical sneaker, or you could buy the physical sneaker, period. And when you receive the sneaker, I believe shipping date is between March and June of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be a QR code that you can scan and that'll allow you to claim the NFT. So that's kind of part of the accessibility, right? And then the credit card part of that is buying NFTs is largely still done with cryptocurrency, mostly done you know, with Ether, which is the coin of Ethereum, um, which has a high barrier entry, right? Like you have to create a crypto wallet, you have to buy Ether, and then you have to like download and install are the apps that will allow you to buy an NFT with that Ethereum. Sometimes you'll have to fight with your bank in that process. It's a little bit easier now, but It's certainly not like just for the curious, it's a commitment. Um, And so that really added in the level of of accessibility and partnering with like crypto startups that will allow them to kind of make that transaction in in just a regular like USD payment. Right, because a lot of people really (laughs) struggle to get cryptocurrency alone. And now to, okay, I need to get the cryptocurrency to get the NFT, but I can't get step one. I get it. I get it. Credit card payments do make things easier. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Other major companies like Coca-Cola and MasterCard integrating NFTs into their marketing. Yeah, so it's really interesting. We kind of looked at the entire like marketing spectrum, right, in the corporate campaigns. So we'll start with physical branding. What MasterCard did, and this was, I think, two years ago now, they partnered with a startup um, that would allow you to put your NFT on your physical credit card. And so like you would be paying with your MasterCard and high credit card or sorry, debit card and the image on the card would be your board ape. And so that kind of really goes into this idea of like, these people buy these NFTs because they're part of their identity. They're part of their like social capital. They want to say they belong to a group. So the same way that you'd, you know, the classic, like you're tapping in like a very expensive card and it's like your Amex Platinum or your Amex Black and someone else pulls like a pink discovery card, right? Like you want to show your personality <laughs> through these things. Mm-hmm. And so they really looked at that and was like, okay, we're not really going to change, you know, reinvent the wheel here. We're just going to add to it. Now we go into like Coca-Cola, which is kind of looking at more marketing as a whole. And so they, what they did is they had an existing marketing campaign called the Masterpieces Collection for last year. Very cool. You know, they kind of just integrated um, Coca-Cola bottles into like very famous artworks. So what they said is to expand that kind of pool of consumers that they already have and attract maybe a new loyalty base was release virtual images as NFTs of like the stills that they had in the video. And so it wasn't necessarily a separate campaign. It was just kind of expanding what they already planned Mm -hmm. onto the blockchain. 
And then the third kind of example that we also talk about is loyalty programs. And so think of Starbucks and Lufthansa. You know, you want to get those Starbucks stars so that you can get discounts or free things. Um, and they said, okay, cool, we love that. Let's put it on blockchain. What they did is really interesting because, again, shying away from the term NFTs, you kind of just play games based on the blockchain and earn points, which can then get you, you know, into a leaderboard and then you get rewarded for that. I think their first kind of real example of that is that for the top 20 point scores as of January 1st of this year, um, they want a trip to Costa Rica. So 20 people will be going to Costa Rica for free purely by just being like loyal members of the Starbucks NFT program. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All of this with NFTs. Okay. Yeah. This is definitely a big difference from when I, I had my hand in dabbling with NFTs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting because you'll talk to people and they're like, what's the utility? And now yeah. we're really seeing these like different use cases. And I think such a like vast array of things. I'm sure that there are more corporations that are doing other really cool things that we haven't even talked about yet because they haven't like reached a certain like level of, of capacity or just, I don't know, like knowledge. Um, but it's very interesting to see how we've moved from this model of like, it's purely arts and like, look at all of the areas that this technology is now part of. So do you think the term NFT is going to fizzle away in the near future? Yeah, I, I think when you think about like, you know, the, the classic that we say, your, I don't know, 40 something aunt that's just walking to Walmart, you know, your grandma who is just walking down the street to like get her daily coffee. I don't think we'll, we're, if ever, maybe we'll go back to the point where like NFT is such a big used word because again, it's going to get embedded into these other programs. And it, it, I mean, what, you know, the data says is like these programs, again, that aren't using the term and who are casting a wider net of users are really doing well. Um, I also think it's part of kind of what the industry will have to shift a little bit. And I was talking to a couple analysts this week about from the beginning, this, you know, NFTs as profile pictures were really seen as a tradable financial asset. So we saw infrastructure get built over like, hey, I'm going to be able to trade my board ape for CryptoPunk as quickly as possible. And then a market also like appeared from that, right? People who were trading pieces just to make marginal, um, like better, what's it called? Yeah, just like marginal gains. Mm -hmm. um, and so we started measuring like the growth or size of the industry is trading volume because it was how much it was interchanged. But now what we're seeing is like prices are falling down, but these big corporations are coming up because instead of selling a piece for $10,000, they're selling it for 25 bucks. Obviously that's much more interesting and the total number of NFTs that are available, it's not so much a game of scarcity, it's just accessibility. Because again, like, um, you know, Paul Brody, the head of, of blockchain at EY, I think has this really insightful quote of like, the future of NFTs may just be like a trophy case or like a Girl Scout sash, if you will, right? Like I get to say like, I did this, I did that. And not so much like, let me trade you my certificate of participation here for your access code there. Right, right. Well, this has been incredibly insightful. And thank you so much for joining me thank here today, Maria. Me. For sure. <laughs>